Hello, hello everyone! Welcome back to the Money Healing Podcast! My name is Nadine Zarmot and I am a holistic money coach and a functional somatic practitioner and I am so excited to share this episode with you today. This episode is specifically designed to help you better understand your money archetype quiz results and to help you uncover what exactly are your subconscious blocks with money. So if you haven't already, go to my website, www.saveamilliancents.com. And of course, the link is in the show notes. And click on um, the money archetype quiz and go and do the quiz and wait for your results. They will uh, get there instantaneously, pretty much. And once you receive your results in your email, come back to this episode and let's dig in. Let's see what these results mean. So throughout this episode, you are going to hear me referring to your archetypes as your different parts or your sub-personalities, if you will. And that's because when it comes to money and our relationship with abundance, I see how our beliefs and our behaviors, especially the subconscious ones, are connected to different parts of our psyche. There might be a part of you that believes that you are so worthy of abundance, yet there is another part that is terrified and can cause that self-sabotage. I also want to say that your money archetypes are not you and they are not fixed in stone. Your money archetypes are simply a reflection of your unresolved money wounds, which means they are a great way to pinpoint exactly what and where you remain stuck with your relationship with money and finances. They're like a shortcut when you understand deeply their implications, which is something that I can definitely help you with. But first step is always awareness. So once you get your archetype quiz results, this episode is going to help you with the first step. Your money archetypes are all a protective or a survival mechanism that you developed in childhood between the ages of of 2 and 12. And sometimes these uh, protective behaviors are not created from incidents that are directly related to money. A lot of times what I see with my clients is that, yes, sometimes it's because they had some financial issues growing up, whether they had too little money or sometimes even too much money. And that, yes, can can actually create a wound, believe it or not. But when um, also something happens that threatens their sense of security or belonging or safety in general, that can affect our relationship with our worth. And then um, it trickles or has this ripple effect into our relationship with money and abundance. And the key to overcoming your sabotaging or your shadow money archetypes is to heal them. There are three steps to healing your money archetypes. The first is a practical step. The second is emotional. And the third is spiritual. And in my program, Create Fulfilling Abundance, or CFA for short, we will cover all three of these aspects, the practical, the emotional, and the spiritual, 
Um, but you can definitely get started now on this podcast episode. So 90% of your financial decisions are actually emotional. That's why when I do the healing work with money, and that's why this whole podcast is geared towards the financial aspect of your relationship with money. So we begin healing our relationship with our money archetypes with the emotional part. Okay. Don't forget, go to my website to, um, learn what your money personality is or what your main money archetypes are. And the thing is with these archetypes, they're not like your horoscope. You know, you might be a Virgo or a Leo or whatever. With these money archetypes, you are not simply one or the other. It's what is passive and active in your chart and the dynamics between each archetype is actually how you can um, clearly decipher what's actually happening in your psyche when it comes to money. That's why, so this episode is to help you uncover what exactly is blocking you. The next step is to um, understand how to remove these blocks, okay? So I can help you with that through joining my monthly workshops. So surprise, from now on, every month, we are going to get together for a live workshop so I can teach you a little bit more about your money archetypes and you can learn more. And um, through that, you can accelerate your financial progress and you might even get a chance to receive a reading, a money archetype reading from me. And these are very like, um, they're very personalized, they're quite intuitive and everybody just loves them and say that they're life-changing. So there you go. Um, I would love to see you in our monthly uh, live archetype workshops and the link is in the show notes. All the links are always in the show notes. And before we dive in, of course, I would love to give credit where credit is due. The creator of these eight money archetypes, Deborah Price, who is my mentor, and she is the leader of the Money Coaching Institute. So thank you, Deborah, for uh, paving the way for us. Alrighty, so we have eight money archetypes. And I always like to start with the innocent archetype. We all have this archetype to varying degrees. When you have the innocent archetype, it means that you are leading your finances from your wounded inner child. That is a question that we ask in CFA all the time. How old is your financial manager? Because sometimes you are leading your finances from your wounded six-year-old or your seven-year-old. And that part of you is a wounded inner child. It is scared. And of course, it feels overwhelmed when it comes to finances and just the mere idea of money. So when you are leading from the innocent archetype, you might find yourself being avoidant of money or you dissociate from money completely. And you have this belief that money is this thing for grownups. And it's hard to imagine that you are now the grownup and you are now the one that is in charge of your finances. In addition to that, you might also find yourself being indecisive, overwhelmed, scared of losing everything every time you pay a bill, even when you're actually actual finances don't reflect that, you have this overwhelming fear and feeling that if you pay that bill or if you go a little bit over, you might end up losing everything and you might end up losing like everything that you have built. Okay. So money just freaks you out plain and simple. 
So that is how it looks like when you have the money archetype in your chart in a, in an active way. Okay. So your, your block is actually that you are leading your finances from your wounded inner child. The next archetype is the victim. The victim archetype is, you know, when you lead from that victim archetype, your block is typically your attachment to your past, your past stories, your past traumas, maybe even ancestral trauma. And it could be, you know, this trauma could be directly related to finances and money, or it could not be, you know, in an, in an, in an, obvious way, it could be related to another incident or circumstance that threatened you or your ancestors' sense of worth, safety, security, and even belonging. Okay, so that all has a ripple effect on your relationship with money and abundance as an adult. So when we are subconsciously leading from this victim archetype, we tend to play the blame game. We blame others for what we don't like about our lives. We blame others for what we don't like about life in general. We blame the broken system. We remain stuck in old stories that are, of course, valid but they need healing. And it is in this healing process where you actually go in and you reclaim your power and ownership of your life so you can start seeing some amazing financial progress and you can start making a change, you know, making a, a, a real change in what matters for you in life. Next is the warrior archetype. If you are leading from the energy of the warrior archetype, if you have that archetype um, active in your chart, that's a great thing. I love that for you. Congratulations. There is a but though. <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. So the warrior archetype is, or the, the warrior money personality is what we work on strengthening inside of the of my program CFA. And we do that for an entire phase. So the second phase of my six-month program of CFA is called Empower, and it's dedicated to actually making that money archetype, the warrior archetype, stronger. So when we lead from that warrior, like why do we want to make it stronger? Because it's great. When we lead from that warrior energy, you are leading from a place of intention, a place of discipline, a place of calculation, a place of financial savviness. Money doesn't scare you because you have a strong and flexible system in place. You understand financial concepts and you adapt them. You don't just take them and like, you know, follow them to, to a T. You take them, you understand them deeply, and then you adapt them and you apply them in a way that empowers you, a way that is a, like, flowy with your lifestyle, with your unique uh, personality, with your values and your purpose, okay? Because you um, you need that. You need that little ebb and flow in, in your relationship with money. And the thing is, when you have a strong warrior, it needs to be um, 
balanced by a strong magician. Okay. So when you're leading from the warrior, that's great. You are very resourceful. You're, you trust in yourself, trust in your resources. You understand finances. You're not scared of money. You even make good money and you know what to do with it. You're very balanced. However, if you have a strong warrior, but you don't have a strong magician archetype, your warrior is going to fall into a shadow money archetype. So the warrior archetype has two shadows, the tyrant or the martyr, okay? The martyr, like I said, the shadow side of the warrior is, um, you know, when you have that, your stuckness essentially with money, it boils down to your selflessness, okay? It's good to be giving, but when you're leading from the energy of the martyr, you are remain stuck with your finances and you don't see financial progress because you tend to be overgiving, you have some people-pleasing tendencies. And again, please don't feel like I'm shaming you. I am saying this to help you. I'm saying this to give you a shortcut to why you're stuck if you have the martyr archetype. And what I often see with my clients and even with myself is that when we are given too much responsibility in childhood, when we were in charge of like, um, you know, like we were our parents' therapist or support, uh, you know, when we supported our parents uh, emotionally or when we like babysat our, our our siblings when we were children ourselves when we are told that you need to be selfless or maybe you're the eldest child and you you internalize this belief that you have to take care of everyone we actually grow up with this money archetype the martyr archetype that is very strong so we end up overgiving and we put everyone before us and we end up seeking love and validation and appreciation from outside of us. Okay. We, um, give so much love away that we just deplete our reserve of love and we start looking outside of us to receive love. Okay. And when we don't receive it, we become really resentful and we become overgiving and we get stuck financially because what we are unconsciously telling the universe when we're overgiving is that I'm not important. So when, um, you know, when, when we are overgivers, like from a practical perspective, we become overly generous. And again, overly giving you, maybe we give a lot of our energy and our time and our money to people. Maybe we buy people extravagant gifts. Um, even if they're not their birthday, it's not their birthday. We just like overgive in gifts. Um, we um, loan people money without seeing it back. We just overexert ourselves energetically and emotionally. And that can put us in financial or emotional debt to ourselves. Okay. So again, on a spiritual level like that, you know, on a practical level, it's obvious, you know, we're, we're, de we're depleted, we're tired, we're overgiving. So we come home, for example, and we can't cook. So we, we order in. So we sometimes um, overgive and we buy extravagant presents, like I mentioned. So that can put us into um, financial debt. So that is a very obvious way of how it can set us back. But also on a spiritual level, it makes us resistant to receiving. It becomes uh, very difficult for us to be open to abundance as that martyr archetype because of our unbalanced overgiving energy. The next archetype is the tyrant. So with the tyrant, you are often stuck because of your money obsession. 
I used to be like that. And this is created because we derive our sense of safety and our sense of worth from how much money we have in the bank or how much money we make. Okay. And what also keeps us stuck is how critical and harsh we are with ourselves when we lead from that tyrant archetype okay so that keeps us stuck from enjoying life that keeps us stuck from receiving flow and that keeps us in like this um, obsession kind of like in our minds so we are not present in the moment with our loved ones we're not present in our bodies and we are not leading from that magician because we, we will get to that in a minute the magician archetype is the manifester and the tyrant archetype is like the controller okay so we're like not open to magic we just want to control everything and it's because we're we're afraid okay so um it's also it could also be the reason why you and your partner keep fighting about money and the thing is the tyrant archetype is a bit tricky because even if it appears passive in in your chart it can flare up in certain situations um where or like sometimes if the number in your bank account like goes under a certain you know under the your comfort level like let's say your comfort level is like a hundred dollars or like three hundred dollars whatever sometimes ten thousand dollars like your tyrant archetype might flare up because when you go under that certain amount of money you go into survival so the way to protect yourself from like your fear of you know ending up homeless or ending up in trouble is through becoming this like money hoarder for example and yeah it stops you from enjoying life it stops you from investing in yourself and it stops you from going for it it stops you from like taking that trip with your mother it stops you from doing things because oftentimes when we have that tyrant we do have money but we're just scared of spending it um so basically the tyrant is an overactive warrior because the warrior is a the financially savvy part of you and when you become too financially savvy and too obsessed and not balanced with a strong magician that's what happens okay the next archetype is the fool oh my god the fool the fool is the most common archetype that i see the fool is the part of you that loves a good time that part of you that loves to spend money, the part of you that loves to be in the moment and never sticks to their financial plan. It's the happy-go-lucky part of you that is undisciplined <laughs> and even sometimes a bit out of control. You probably developed this archetype because you had some difficult moments or difficult emotions in childhood that are yet to be resolved. So as a protective mechanism, what happens when you're feeling sad or low, you tend to self-soothe using money through shopping, through eating out, through treating yourself to cheer yourself up. And that might mean you go into debt, okay? So when you have that fool, you are stuck financially because you are somewhat impulsive and you use money as a coping mechanism. And that's why all the budgets you try keep failing. Or sometimes when you're on a budget, you keep making things worse for yourself. Because when we use money or shopping as a coping mechanism, the last thing I will tell you if I were your coach is to stop. We need to heal what you are trying to get away from and then 
um, that, you know, the, 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 the usage of money or shopping or eating out as a coping me- mechanism will fall out, will fall off on its own. But we need to go to the root because if we don't go to the root and we take away your coping mechanism, you're just going to find something else to cope through. Okay. So, um, when you are stuck in that full archetype, you are impulsive, you, um, are undisciplined. And again, and again, and again, I'm going to keep telling you, it's not because you need discipline. It's not because you need a better budget. It's because you need to do, um, money healing. All right. So, um, you might find yourself in debt or even, in a situation where you, when you're making good money, but you're unable to save, it's like you're slipping, it's money just slips through your fingertips pretty much, you know, that's what I keep hearing. Like money keeps slipping through my fingertips. I doubled my, uh, I doubled my income, but my, my, um, debt has doubled as well. Or like I paid off all my debt through discipline and I held myself together for like however long time and I paid it all off, but now I'm back in debt, even though I have more money. So that is pretty much the symptoms of, uh, people that have that full archetype. The next archetype is the creator artist, and that is archetype number seven. It is a good archetype to have. We need, we all need a dash of that creator artist archetype because it's the part of you that's artistic. It's a part of you that's creative. But too much of this archetype can keep you stuck financially because you become detached from money. Okay. So with this creator artist archetype, what I often see is that you have difficulty pricing your services. You have difficulty asking for a raise. You have difficulty asking for money that is owed. You have difficulty even marketing yourself. So your block lies in that love hate relationship with money where you need money to survive and thrive. And yet you don't want to be part of the, the problem, right? Like you feel like you don't want to be called greedy or you don't want to be called materialistic. So money makes you uncomfortable. So you try to avoid talking about it. And you even sometimes avoid wanting things. You know, you pretend like you don't want things. You pretend you're a minimalist. And that is the creator artist at play. The very last and yet most important archetype is the magician. So the magician archetype is your higher self. Okay. It's basically your higher self. It is how you mix your spirituality with your finances. It is that all knowing, wise, patient part of you that is balanced, calm. I'm going to say patient again, because a lot of time we're so impulsive with money. Your magician is patient. You're calm, passionate, and compassionate, and knows how to manifest whatever you want. Because what I see is this, we are all natural manifestors, but what blocks us from manifesting abundance, from what blocks us from the the abundance that we desire and also yeah, deserve is our money blocks, our money wounds. When we become blocked and when we lead from our money archetypes that are wounded, that still hold unresolved trauma, that is when we block abundance. Okay. So I imagine the magician archetype is standing there so open, so ready to receive. And yet our wounded archetypes are standing in the way because they need attention. They need healing. Okay. And that's why I will always and always tell you, you begin your journey with money by healing your money wounds, because there is a big difference between manifesting from your shadow archetypes 
versus manifesting from your magician. The magician is the leading energy of your life. It's the part of you that is the great manifester. It's connected with the, with your soul. It's connected with your purpose. It's connected with the universe. It's like generous, powerful, patient, aligned, and open to flow. And it's the part of you that will never, ever question your worth. We all have that part. It's not a part that we, you know, we don't have to develop that part. We just have to heal the unresolved money wounds around it so that it, it can shine, so that you can lead from it, okay? So um, when we are leading from our money wounds, we act from a place of scarcity and fear. So how do you know if you're not leading from that magician archetype? If you're leading from a place of scarcity and fear, know that you are leading from a money wound, from a shadow money archetype. And when those are are healed, the magician will rise. And then you become your natural self, a powerful manifester, open to abundance and flow. Okay. Um, the magician archetypes, you know, the magician archetype is the part of you that sets the intention and does that spiritual work. But then the warrior is the part of you that comes in and does the practical work for you. So it's a collaboration of both to make things happen in your life. It's the balance between the yin and the yang of money, the magic and the logic, the structure and the flow. It's like the warrior is the structure. It's the riverbank. It's the riverbed. But the magician is the water that is flowing and running through the river. You can't, you can't have one without the other. It's a balancing act. And it's the secret of being successful with money. Learning financial strategies and all these financial education is important, but... Learning financial strategies always comes after the emotional work. And learning how to manifest money comes after the strategy work because we heal our emotions with money and then we create financial structures and then from like from balance, obviously, not from rigidity. And then we learn how to do that manifestation works because we need a strong, stable, yet flexible structure to hold in our abundance and manifestations. That is exactly why CFA is broken down into phase one, heal, phase two, empower, phase three, create and manifest. So this is basically what your money archetype results mean. If you want a deeper understanding and if you want a chance to receive a money archetype reading from me, come and join us in our monthly money archetype workshops. The link is in the bio. These workshops happen once a month. They happen live and they will be recorded. Um, However, like it's good for you to be live because like I said, it's not like you're one archetype or the other. You need to understand the dynamics between these archetypes. So um, go and take the money quiz in my website anytime. You know, a lot of my clients like to take it multiple times because it's a tangible way to track their financial progress. Send the money archetype quiz to your friends. Send a link to this episode to your friends so that you can compare and make this money thing fun and play. Okay. And again, come and join us. Um, there is also a PDF. Like if you would like to receive a PDF with 
everything that I said in here and what each archetype is and what are their main characteristics and also receive some journal journaling questions, there is a link in the show notes where you can receive this PDF. Okay. I will love you and leave you for now. I hope you are. um, I hope you love this episode. I love creating it for you. And I hope to see you inside a money archetype workshop. Bye for now.